And now we'll go. Uh, we were waiting for, uh, but I guess he didn't show up. Um, now I didn't see. So for your comments. Okay. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, I'll try and do this very quickly since I gave up some minutes. And rather than say, <laughs> rather than say I am abusing my role, I'm going to assert my rights as <laughs> responder and make comments that are not uh, specifically on these presentations, but also pulling in some of the other things that we've talked about with regard to testimony over the last, whatever it is, 48 hours. So um, <clears throat> I'm going to do this just in the form of bullet points for sake of time. One question that I think we've touched on, and particularly in Kimberly's presentation, um, but maybe also for Stephen in the, in the video, is when does testimony, and actually your presentation also, when does testimony harm those who make the testimony? Right? I mean, on one hand, we're gathering these testimonies, but What's our responsibility as people putting together the testimony to protect those who make them? Right? And as you said, there's fear, there's you know danger, there's also personal dignity issues, all sorts of things um, that I think we would li I would like us to talk about in terms of the harm of testimony. And I think transitional justice often. Um, reifies testimony and doesn't think of the harmful sides of testimony. Right? Um, who owns their testimony when individuals have already lost control over what happened to them and then they also lose control over their testimony and the way it's used perhaps for other purposes than what it was intended, is that okay? Again, what's our responsibility? in terms of the collectors of these testimonies and the uses of those testimonies. Um, <clears throat> there's also an assumption, I think, in, uh, that there's a demand for these testimonies. And I was really struck by Kimberly's comment about there's a demand for war stories, or war stories have appeal, but rape stories don't. And on one hand, I think she's right in another and I don't think she's right, that I think there is equally a kind of demand for all of the, the exposure to all sorts of atrocity. Um, and so this, this assumption that more testimony is better uh, makes me think of an article by John Collins about the difference between stockpiling and storytelling. Um, he makes the distinction between a quantitative analysis, you know, what we've been talking about for the last day or so, and giving numbers. So for, for the foreign visitors, you have to give numbers of human rights violations, and the more numbers, the more important. And the storytelling is for community and, and restorative uh, healing purposes. But I think we've gotten in transitional justice around stockpiling stories. Uh, and stockpiling stories of atrocity, whether they're about rape or whether they're about other types of atrocities. So it is a question of, is more better? Um, is, more, is, ca is having more of these testimonies better? Or is there a point at which we may reach, reach a fatigue factor where we become numb? And then you don't hear the stories, you don't hear the testimonies, they have 
they kind of stop resonating? Is that a danger that we're reaching in, in terms of, of testimony? And is there a problem with a kind of voyeurism of, uh, and, and maybe a distancing that happens with that? <coughs> that happens there, right? And I'm safe from this, right? And so having the testimony makes you create a distance rather than I think what they're intended to do, that this could happen to you. This happens everywhere. We're all, uh, we all need to be engaged in this struggle against it. Okay, I'm not going to need five minutes. <laughs> um, and that kind of leads me to a point of, uh, that I was thinking about yesterday of a backlash against transitional justice. I'm going to have to stretch to think about how this relates directly to testimony, but something that's, that's just, uh, that keeps occurring to me in thinking about the different presentations over the, the last uh, day, and almost two days, that if, okay, here's the connection with testimony. If you give your testimony and you expect something from it, you expect justice, you expect change, you expect compensation, and you don't get it, then what does that mean about transitional justice if it just becomes a kind of empty, you know, empty process? Or, uh, you know, there's the, the stamp of transitional justice, but nothing has changed. Can there be a backlash against transitional justice because it doesn't deliver the, uh, on the expectations that, that people have? Um, and then my last question um, is about it kind of connects to the purpose, what we were thinking about for this day. We had originally thought about it as a kind of office hours where people could come and say, my organization wants to build a database, can you help me do it? Or we want to do a documentary film project, can you help us do it? And we, we realized it was just going to be unmanageable. But if you were to think about what your organizations need to do the work better, and we can say it about testimony or any other, other of the other issues we've talked about, what is it that would be useful? How can we engage not just over these two days, but thinking into the future about what work needs to be done and how can our ways of knowing be improved? Okay. Thanks. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you.